Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to day 10 of the Ramadan series on emotions. So a third of Ramadan has passed by us. A third. Unbelievable. Alhamdulillah. Allahumma ballaghna the rest of Ramadan. May we reach it and complete it in the best character. Ameen. So let's begin with today's emotion. Alhamdulillah, indeed all praises due to Allah. We praise him and seek his help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from our souls, evils and our wrongdoings. He whom Allah guides, no one can misguide. And he whom he misguides, no one can guide. Bismillah. Today's reflection is on the ninth emotion in the book, A Handbook of Spiritual Medicine by Ibn Dawood. So as always, I'll read from the book and then give some reflections. So, false hope is the emotion for today. Extended false hope, tatwil al-amal, is a peculiar phenomenon. For many people, it is an ever-present part of their psyche, a kind of everyday assurance that death for them is a long way away. At the same time, however, in a heartbeat, it can act on an individual like a quick-acting poison to inspire immoral behavior, or at the very least, an inclination toward material possessions over and above any spiritual concerns. It is a mental environment that leads people to live their lives as if a long life is guaranteed. This delusion can generate hardness and inaction due to the heedlessness of the hereafter. Another kind of hope, umniya, is having hope but neglecting the means to achieve what one hopes for, which is often referred to as an empty wish. One hopes to become healthier, for example, but remains idle and is altogether careless about diet. The cause of extended hope, false hope, may be due to a heedlessness of the reality of death, a lack of certainty or disbelief in the hereafter, a negative understanding of the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his authority and presence, or ignorance of the fact that the entire affair of this life is Allah's alone, that everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. An enduring characteristic of the teachings of every prophet and thus every revealed religion is the idea that entry into paradise is a matter of Allah's mercy. The reward of this eternal abode comes by conveying faith with sincere deeds that confirm one's profession of faith. It is a misguided extension of false hope However, that will exclude many from paradise. Many a soul that vouches for Islam will find itself cast into hell on the day of judgment. So some signs and symptoms of false hope is having an indifference or laziness or neglecting obligatory duties. So any matter that's related to the hereafter, you show heart-heartedness or just laziness towards it. You might believe that you're going to live a lot longer than you actually might be. So... You don't attach a lot of thought or reflection on your actual mortality and what you have put forth in this world in terms of good deeds. You demonstrate an indifference or reluctance or laziness towards fulfilling the obligatory acts of worship. You find some bouts of energy when it comes to worldly matters, but when it comes to the matters of the hereafter, you become quite lazy or like a sloth. And you might find excuses for neglecting prayer claiming that you're exhausted, but prayer is a foundation of spirituality. Spirituality, You hope for the hereafter, but you don't do anything in regards to it, so you're not following the, de- the commands of Allah or doing any acts of worship that will 
better your hereafter. And so we have Imam al-Azali who said, O disciple, be neither destitute of good deeds nor devoid of spiritual states, for you can be sure that mere knowledge will not help. So it's important to know that just because you have the knowledge of maybe the hereafter or God, that's not enough. You need to also have a spiritual state and you also need to be doing some good deeds to be able to help yourself with the hereafter. And Imam al-Ghazali also says along the same lines, O disciple, knowledge without action is madness, and action without knowledge is void. Know that the knowledge which does not remove you from sins today and does not convert you to the obedience will not remove you tomorrow from the hellfire. So again, along the same lines of you can't have just knowledge, you need to also act upon it because without knowledge, your action, it's sort of like, why are you doing it? And the knowledge, it doesn't remove you from sins of today and it won't convert you to obedience. So you need to act as well. And another sign and symptom is superstitions. So you might have these like paranoid concerns of superstition. So you avoid walking under any ladders. You avoid walking by a black cat. You associate the number 13 with bad luck. Or you might even read the astrology pages of the newspaper before starting your day. So those were the signs and symptoms of false hope. Some treatments for it is that you have a good opinion of Allah. This is very, very important. I think we should all be reflecting on what our opinion is of Allah and it should be definitely good. So you recognize that Allah's power and authority is basically in the world and there's no other equal power to it. And you have this optimism optimism and hope that even though maybe your past has been afflicted with pain or evil, that it's going to be a new day and inshallah, it will become better. And you also see your hope for a long life as a mercy from Allah because it will give you the opportunity to do more good deeds and help benefit others. And so we have the Prophet ﷺ who said, Have taqwa, fear of Allah, wherever you may be, and follow a good, a bad deed with a good deed which will wipe it out and behave well towards the people. So again, this is a reminder that we need to be all aware that Allah is watching us, He is a raqib and that if we do a bad deed, we should follow it up by a good deed so it will eradicate that bad deed and just be nice towards people. Another hadith is where the Prophet said, Barely thinking well about Allah is a part of the excellent worship of Allah. So again, we need to have that positive thinking about Allah. Another treatment is you establish a balance between hope and fear. So a religion is all about finding that balance between basically in moderation our religion is. And so this is a reminder that we need to find that balance between hope and fear. And so we realize that faith has to have good works, good deeds to feel complete. We have to understand that there is fear, but there's also hope. And also contemplating about that hereafter. So thinking about death, thinking about the various states that you might be in, um, imagining while you're still alive, imagining the trial of crossing the bridge, the sirat, of the day of judgment, of when that soul is going to be risen up from the graves. And it's just like athletes who always visualize their steps that they need to be able to be the best that they are in their sport. Same thing as a believer, we need to visualize what is the most important thing for us, and that should be Jannah, meeting Allah, and that should hopefully allow us to prepare better for the hereafter. 
The Prophet ﷺ said, I forbade you to visit the graves. Then it appeared to me that they soften the heart, bring tears to the eyes, and remind one of the hereafter. So now visit them. And then along the same lines, another hadith says, visit graves for it reminds one of death. So I've been wanting to do this for quite some time, actually, of visiting a grave, because I think it's just so important and it reminds me of the surah, um, surah al-Takathur, which talks about like al-hakum al-Takathur, hatta zurtum al-maqabir. So um, until you visit, so competition for more gain diverts you from Allah, hatta zurtum al-maqabir. Until you end up in your graves, kalla sofa ta'alamun. But no, you will soon come to know. Thumma kalla sofa ta'alamun. Again, no, you will soon come to know. Kalla lo ta'alamun alim al-yaqin. Indeed, if you were to know your fate with certainty, you would have acted differently. But you will surely see the hellfire. Again, you will surely see it with the eye of certainty. Then on that day, you will definitely be questioned about your worldly pleasures. So anytime I'm like driving by a cemetery, that sort of thing, this surah just pops into my head because it reminds me that like in this life we might try and compete with other people we want to might try and have more wealth have more status be more famous but if these things are diverting us from Allah we're going to end up in those graves and we're going to soon come to know that if we were to know that this is going to be our faith that hellfire would be our faith we would have acted differently and we would have seen with certainty that we're going to be questioned about our worldly pleasures our worldly desires like what is it that we actually want in the hereafter? So, inshallah, I'm going to try and visit a grave, a cemetery soon. I did try to, like, two days ago, but it was connected to a church, and it was too early in the morning, and so the church was locked up. But I think it's definitely something that we should try and do a lot, because visiting graves is something that is recommended, and it helps us remember our mortality, it remembers where we're going, it reminds us where we're going to end up, and more importantly, it reminds us of Allah. Another treatment is to avoid superstition. So focus on maybe the Islam side of things. So read certain passages of the Quran that word off evil. So give extra charity. Don't believe in these like superstitious practices. Another thing is to prioritize the hereafter by focusing on action in accordance with the pillars. So you understand that the reality of life is that everyone's going to die but everyone's going to die at different ages, right? So you don't know when you're going to be taken away. You don't know when you're going to die. So you might as well repent now and make amends and try and be the best you can in this in the present day, right here and now. And regardless of what material accomplishments you have in this life, you need to live in this life to prepare for the next life because... As we know, this life is temporary. There's many verses that remind us that this life is a delusion, is temporary. And so it's important to remember what our ultimate destiny is and our ultimate purpose is. And again, we it's a, we need to remember that we don't have forever here to take care of our worldly affairs. So we shouldn't be wasting our time and we should be think the hereafter and the day of judgment should be at the like the front of our mind whenever we do any sort of thing it's almost like a checklist sort of thing of a did you is this action going to help you or not and we have the exceptions for 
like hope is this extended hope is a human condition so you understand that extended hope like having so much hope is necessary because it gives you the opportunity to change things for the better so when you have this like extended hope lots of hope you un you have this feeling that things could get better at the end of the day they might not be as great now but hopefully they'll become better and it helps you prepare for the hereafter so you are able to do things and in the hope that it's going to benefit you in the hereafter so like when you give a charity that will accumulate even after your death and last exception is absolute hope in Allah so when you reach your deathbed you have this absolute hope that Allah is going to forgive you because he is the most merciful and we have this famous hadith narrated by Aisha relates that the Prophet said whoever loves to meet Allah then Allah loves to meet him and whoever dislikes meeting Allah, then Allah dislikes meeting him. And the Aisha asked, O Messenger of Allah, all of us dislike death. He said, it's not like that. But when the believer is given the good news of Allah's mercy, his pleasure and his paradise, then he loves to meet Allah and Allah loves to meet him. So in essence, this is reminding us that we need to love to meet Allah because Allah will love to meet us. And when we have this hope and we have this belief that Allah is the most merciful that he's going to love to meet us because we're going to love to meet him and it should hopefully like encourage us to do the best that we can in this world and there's a similar there's an Arab proverb that states that before us they planted and now we eat what they have planted we too must plant so that those of us after us will likewise eat so there's that hope that the people before us they've planted things in the hopes that we will eat from them and we should do the same thing of planting things in the hopes that the people after us will eat from them. So that is the from the book. Now onto my own reflection. So false hope, it can become a sort of disease or it can become a poison when it affects you in regards to how you think about the hereafter. So if you have this belief that you're going to live for a long time, it's going to make you feel that you can sort of be independent of Allah. Like you think that maybe in some instances you don't need Allah or you just feel like you can get through this life not relying on deen or acts of worship that bring you closer to Allah. And so and it's not a coincidence that people who are good characters who do good and who hope to do more are those who reflect on death and who work on the hereafter and the day of judgment is right there in front of them for anything that they're doing as a reminder and so this is what we should also be doing is just reflecting on death and remembering where we're going to end up and then some verses we have surat an-nisa verse 18 Rahim. وَلَيْسَتُ الْتَوْبَ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السَّيِّئَاتِ حَتَّى إِذَا حَضَرَ أَحَدُهُمُ الْمَوْتُ قَالَ إِنِّي تُبْتُ وَالْآنَ وَلَا الَّذِينَ يَمُوتُونَ وَهُمْ كُفَّارُ أُولَئِكَ عَتَّدْنَا لَهُمْ عَذَابًا أَلِيمًا However, repentance is not accepted from those who knowingly persist in sin until they start dying and then cry, Now I repent, nor those who die as disbelievers. For them we have prepared a painful punishment. So this one, this verse should be a very stark reminder that we can't just 
continue in this life heedlessly and just think about, oh, I'm just going to flow, glide, glide through life, not really doing any acts of worship, not really reflecting on God or knowing Him or learning about the prophets or the Quran. I'm just going to glide through life. And then before my death, I'm going to ask for repentance. And this verse is reminding us that it's not going to be accepted if you're the one who continuously persists in sin until you start dying. And then you're like, okay, now I repent, now I repent. Because repentance should be should start like here in the now. You shouldn't be repeating those same sins in that way. Some two other verses for, are from Surah Al-Dukhan, verses 38 to 39. <clears throat> We did not create the heavens and the earth and everything in between for sports. We only created them for a purpose. But most of these pagans do not know. So again, this is a reminder that this life is temporary. It's not something just to have fun with, like a sporting game. But actually, there's a purpose for them. And we need to understand what this purpose is and strive to do the best that we can in this life in the hopes that we are granted beautiful a beautiful ending and meeting Allah. And lastly, we have from Surah Al-Kahf, verse 110. Say, O Prophet, I'm only a man like you, but it has been revealed to me that your God is only one God. So, whoever hopes for the meeting with their Lord... Let them do good deeds and associate none in the worship of their Lord. So again, another beautiful reminder that if we have this hope that to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should have do good deeds and associate none in worship of, the, of our Lord. And so there's that element of hope, right? So we should have hope in meeting Allah. And some names that are related to this emotion of hope or false hope is Remembering Allah's name, Al-Halim. So the one who delays the punishment for those who deserve it, as he may forgive them. So it's that hope that we can call upon this name, Al-Halim, because we hope that Allah will delay our punishments for those who have maybe done things to deserve it in the hopes that he's going to forgive us for those. So Al-Halim is one name. And another one is Al-Raqib, the watchful. So it's a reminder that we should be mindful of every action that we do, every step of every day, every minute, that Al-Raqib is watching us, he is watching over us, and we should just be mindful and hopeful that Allah sees the best in us and that we are able to be the best that we can be. Okay, so now for dua. Bismillah. اللهم وما ضعفت عنه قوتي وقصر عنه عملي ولم تنتهي إليه رغبتي ولم تبلغ مسائلتي ولم يجر على لساني مما أتيت أحدا من الأولين والآخرين من اليقين فخصني فخصني به يا رب العالمين O Allah, cast into my heart no hope in you and cut off any hope I have in other than you so that I have no so that I have hope in no one but you اللهم رحمتك أرجو فلا تكلني إلى نفسي طرفة عين وأصلح لي شأني كله لا إله إلا أنت Oh Allah, I hope for your mercy. Do not leave me to myself even for a blink of an eye. Correct all of my affairs for me. There is none worthy of worship except you. Ya Allah, allow us to 
put our hopes in you in the hopes that you will love to meet us just like we would love to meet you allow us to do the best that we can in this life allow Ramadan to be a a, sen- a month of hope and reflection on the Quran on you, on learning and just being better Muslims in the hope that this Ramadan is going to change us for the better Ameen as always, anything I said is a reminder to myself, first and foremost. Anything incorrect is for myself, and all good is from Allah, so forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika, shadu anna la ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glories to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. I pray that Allah accepts your fast for today, and may it be a blessed day for you, and... Speak to you tomorrow, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.